Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TerranovaPod. And more importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's everything, Jackie? Been pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited about this topic. The topic we've been, you know, wanting to do for a really long time, which is horror and video games. And we have a special guest, my boyfriend, who's obsessed with horror games, um, Armin. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm very excited to be working on this podcast with you guys today. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. How you doing today? I uh, can't complain. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very pumped to be nerding out on uh, horror games with you guys. I'm, I'm not sure how you would like to start, but uh, I'm I'm happy to start anywhere. Cool. Well, you know, we can start with the simple stuff, your relationship with horror in general, and then your relationship with horror and video games. I guess to start, I'll talk about the first game that kind of like introduced me to the world of horror. Although technically it's not a horror game, but it has a very horror aesthetic, and that would be Castlevania. Yes. Everything from like the imagery to the storyline uh, to the the enemies that you encounter and and just everything about it just had a very, you know, kind of a spooky aesthetic to it. But uh, it didn't make you like, you know, there wasn't any like jump scares. It didn't make you like, you know, freak out or anything like that. It just had a very, very cool gothic look with with a little bit of like, you know, Halloweenish type of looks to it. Like you got your vampires, mm-hmm. your bats and zombies, skeletons, all that stuff. But I mean, you got some of the like the mature content, like there's blood dripping from the ceiling and. You know, there's like you see people like getting stabbed and decapitated a bit and all that. <laughs> but uh yeah, I would say Castlevania kind of what brought me kind of like introduced me to what a horror game could potentially look like or what it would essentially be. I think the first actual but I think the first actual horror game I played was um Splatterhouse, which was on the Sega Genesis. It was Splatterhouse 2, actually, because uh, the first one I don't think was available on the Genesis ever. And that one's like a side-scroller beat-em-up, but it has a lot of, like, gory... Like, the stages are very gory. Every All the monsters and the environments look like, you know, the insides of the human body. Like, you look like it, the things that you're, like, punching and kicking and smacking with a 2 by 4 or a shotgun and whatnot look like, you know, <laughs> parts of, like, an intestine. They look like pieces of a brain. You're going to like a haunted house. There's like furniture that's like flying at you. There's like stuff that's falling from the ceiling. Basically, in that game, you basically play as this guy named Rick, who is basically trying to rescue his girlfriend. And uh, you get possessed by this mask, which looks very similar to Jason Voorhees, which I'm sure it was inspired by. And um, basically, once you're possessed by the mask, you're in power. Like you're like super muscular and like basically have the power to like fight off these demons freakishly looking monsters yeah i mean the storyline's very basic but uh you know the the uh the scenery is really was 
pretty interesting for its time. Um, not too many games uh, had that kind of look at that time. So Splatterhouse 2, uh, for me, was uh, pretty interesting. When did that game come out? Somewhere somewhere in the early to mid-90s, I want to say. I don't remember the exact date. Oh, dope. Okay. I might have to look into that game. I know I've, I've heard of it. It's not foreign to me. I just know I've never got a chance to play it. But I definitely okay. have to look into that because that, that game sounds somewhat familiar. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say that, uh, just as a side note, there was a remake for that game that came out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. And um, I know that when you finish the game, you get to unlock all three of the original Splatterhouse games. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I'm definitely might have to pick that up somewhere. <laughs> Give that a try. <laughs> uh, but uh, how about you, Jackie? What is like your relationship with horror and video games? How'd you get started or whatever? Um, in high school, my first horror game was Resident Evil 4. My friend, her brother had it. I remember seeing the trailer for it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And she let me borrow it. The first time I played it, I freaked out because <laughs> I got my head chopped off by the chainsaw guy. And I was like, oh, my God, it was just so shocking to me. But then when Winter Break happened, I played it. That was literally the only game I played the whole entire Winter Break in high school. Like the only times I left my house, my, my room was to eat and use the bathroom. And that was it. I played Resident Evil 4 in the dark at nighttime, and then I finally passed it, and I was so happy. <laughs> but I played that game so much that I kind of started hallucinating, I started like hearing things in my house, and I was like, oh my god, the zombies are in my room, oh my god. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I've just been so... In- I mean, I don't play horror games like that. I know it's, it's kind of odd, because I'm a huge horror fan when it comes to movies, but I feel like playing the character in the game versus watching characters in a movie is just so different. Like, it's, it's way more fearful when you're playing the character in those situations versus watching them go through it in film. But, uh, it's just so good. And I still haven't finished Silent Hill. I'm sure someone out there is going to be like, oh my god, you haven't finished the game? But no, I have not finished it. It took me many years to even get past it because it scared the hell out of me. So I, I'm just at the final boss, but I can't defeat it. It's, it's hard. So if any gamers are out there want to give me tips, tell me because <laughs> I want to be able to finish the game. But yeah. And what about you, Kendo? Uh, my first introduction to horror games was Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. The very first one, I think it was on play yeah it was on playstation short story but like my cousins my cousin had the game i went to my cousin's house uh two of my cousins uh who lived together at the time this was back when i was maybe like nine or ten or something like that my cousin jonathan and my cousin uh wiggy as we used to call him <laughs> and his cousin his uh his brother johnny we would call him uh we were he, he was wiggy was like hey man put on the, he was telling his brother he was like hey put on the game for us to play put on that scary game and he's like Wig-, and i was like what game are you talking about and he said, oh, Resident Evil on PlayStation. It's like, it's crazy, man. It's like, it's insane. I was like, oh, cool. I want to check that out. That sounds really awesome. And my older cousin was like, nah, I'm not going to put that. I'm not going to put that on fan. I'm going to get too scared of that. And I was like, man, I watch horror movies with my father. This shouldn't be that bad. Just put it on. I remember the intro, the uh, like the first cutscene when they're like running through the grass and something's chasing them. It's not showing you what is chasing them, but something is chasing this group of people. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? I got a little bit scared at that point. I was like, holy shit, like, this is crazy. I, I don't even know what's going on. And of course, they end up in like the mansion and like the first one. And you're kind of dealing with that. They they came upon a, a quick scene earlier in the earlier in the, in the game where like you would you turn this corner, and the way the old Resident Evil games were, I guess uh, you could say it was a, a part of the limitations of the time and technology <laughs> and some of the things that happened. 
but like you, it would do a lot of like jump squirt scares, you can call them, and, and with the way the camera would cut. So it was like you turn the corner and the camera would just kind of cut. You couldn't necessarily see around the corner to see what was coming. And my cousin walked around the corner and the camera cut, and then it was just like a zombie right in his face and just grabbed him immediately. Me and my younger cousin freaked the fuck out and ran out the room. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You can keep all of that. And I literally didn't even really like play any horror games for a long time because in part because of that. But then another part I was like, I don't I don't want to deal with that. Like the controls in the old Resident Evil games were so horrible, but I'm going to let Armour talk about that a little bit because me and him were talking about it prior to us even recording. So I'm going to let him talk about the shitty controls that the old Resident Evil games have. Oh, yeah. We could go on all day about tank controls. <laughs> it's it's interesting because um, like in regards to like tank controls, like at that time, it seemed like it, it, it was something that was considered, at least I think it was considered acceptable because it because yeah. it added a bit of tension and anxiety to those games. And it wasn't just like not just Resident Evil, but there were other games, I think, that were released at that time that also had tank controls. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but like now, like people will argue that um, that like they're totally dated and. You know, they're they're just they're not intuitive. Like they just like they just don't work today. Like and they're and like some people even say that they're hard to go back to, which I understand, like because I, I tried going back to tank controls one time and I, <laughs> I was so frustrated with it. Well, back then, for some reason, I was able to consider it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean uh, sorry, uh, accept it um, just because like I just because it was like you didn't have many options at that time. Like you couldn't choose between like how, what type of control styles you wanted. But now when the you know when they re- now that Capcom releases all these old Resident Evil games today they give you the option to pick you know full 3D analog controls as opposed to tank controls which I think is nice to for people that are just getting into Resident Evil especially the the older ones um cuz it definitely eases a bit some of the eases some of the stress a bit uh for for first timers who are playing you know Resident Evil 1 2 and 3 etc. Yeah, it's yeah, a, that's that's a really good point. But yeah, tank controls. If you if you've been playing like full 3D analog controls for a certain amount of time, it's really hard to go back to tank controls. I know there's purists out there who like embrace fully embrace the tank controls, and you know, good for them. But I don't know. I I can't seem to. It, it's hard for me to go back to. <laughs> Jackie, what did you think about those shitty controls? You ever really experienced them? On yes, because I I was playing Cold Veronica like after playing Resident Evil 4. So yeah, it, it, you could definitely feel the differences. And that game used to frustrate me so bad. I used to curse at the game, like, oh, fuck this game. Because like, you're literally playing, you're, you're literally playing the game with a knife. That's all you have, just a knife. And you know, you're trying to stab your way. Like, oh my God, the turning, the trying to run away from the dogs and all this. I hate that game. But you know, I know that, you know, with Capcom remaking a lot of their games, I'm really hoping that they remake Cold Veronica. Because I would love to revisit that game with the new controls, the new graphics. And, you know, I would love to play as my girl, Claire. So hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens on the line. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. I, I've definitely watched my friends play through pretty much Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, Cold Veronica, 0. Pretty much most of the Resident Evil games. The storyline is great, but those damn controls, I cannot... I couldn't deal with that shit. I, I just... I literally pretty much went on a resident evil strike in terms of playing it up until part four as you mentioned which which was like the first time when they really let you actually move you weren't just stuck trying to like change direction i don't know whose idea was 
Actually, it was probably the technology at the time, but if it was somebody's idea, fuck you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hope it wasn't somebody's idea because the moving, I know some people say it could add tension, but it, it added frustration to be more than anything else because people just don't walk like that. I understand that you want to make it challenging to get away from zombies and make it difficult. That's cool, but people just don't move like that. I don't stand in place and then lift my leg up and down while I'm slowly rotating. (laughs) 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 And then pick a direction to walk in. Like, people just don't walk that way. And that that made those games so much harder than I think they needed to be when it was already creepy. Like, 4 still had creepy elements. I remember 4 actually scared the hell out of me one time where I had to pause the game for a few seconds. There was a scene... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> near like the middle of the game um i didn't mean to turn this into a resident evil podcast but clearly we all like this so <laughs> there's a, there's a scene in part four i forgot where it might be near the middle of the game but i think it was when they like first introduced one some creature i think it was one of the creatures that had the things coming out their back or something might have been the first time they introduced them and you walk into like this room that's kind of like it looks almost like a kitchen or like it could have been like a morgue where they had the bodies in the fridge or something like that so you walk in there as Leon, and then for a moment, the cutscene pops up, and they kind of show you this creature appear. And I was like, holy shit, that looks kind of wild. But when the camera cuts back to you, you don't see the creature. You're just kind of standing, and the camera is essentially in front of you, looking towards you. So you can't see what's in front of you. So all you could do is deal with the jump scare of walking off screen and then jumping into what it was. I didn't consider that at the time. So I was like, man, I got my gun loaded. I'm ready for the action. We could do this. I waited 10 seconds because I was like, first, I'm not going to just walk off screen and die. So I just stood there and held my gun up waiting. Nothing came. I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Where is it? Like, is it not here? Is it in another room? And then I took 10 steps forward, the camera cut, and then all you saw was the shit go- stab me. I just paused the game and sat there in silence. I just I just sat there oh in absolute God. silence. And I remember my father walking in the room because he was he was like so damn quiet. Is he even in there? He walked in the room and he, he turned the light on. He was like, Oh, I thought you left or something for a second. It was so quiet. I was like, no, nah, I'm just I'm just playing the game. He was like, Why are you so quiet? I was like, This this scene, this scared the shit out of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> my father just laughed at me and walked out yeah just disclaimer the regenerators that's what you face after that's what it was the regenerators were the most creepiest part of resident evil 4 i'm just gonna say that they scared the hell out of me too and i thought there was one in my house because i kept hearing it <laughs> in my house i was like oh my god i'm gonna die so yeah just for that any resident evil fans would know the regenerators were the creepiest part of four by far yeah, hands down. It nearly gave me a damn heart attack. But uh, <laughs> moving past Resident Evil, though, let's get it a little more general into horror and video Game games. Game can give you a heart attack, too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, def- definitely. <laughs> Watching the zombie move faster than you trying to change direction. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm still trying to rotate in 360 or 180 <laughs> and trying to get away. <laughs> Oh, God, they should do a movie where people walk like that to get away from zombies. Because I can't use a proper joystick. (laughs) (laughs) Word. But uh, moving moving past Resident Evil, I guess we'll start with you, Armin, because you're the the fan. You're the the video game expert. Uh, What what are some elements do you think that make make horror games, like, good? Or even make them horror games? Uh, Definitely, uh, uh, for one, your means of defense have to be very, very limited. (laughs) <laughs> the more the more defense you have against any any threat, uh, then the less horrifying it is. Um, so that's one thing that you have to keep in mind when when making a horror game. Limit the means of self defense. 
of course, like when it comes to like Fear Factor or something that's scripted to like scare you, whether it's a jump scare or seeing seeing some creepy being in the distance, um, you know, it, it has to be it has to be unpredictable. I mean, jump scares are fine as long as it's not the only thing that's going for it. Yep. Uh, the aesthetic, the more drab it is, the more dark it is, uh, the more disgusting, for lack of a better word. Um, the better, uh, creep factor, uh, plays a big part in it. What are some games are like good examples of this stuff? Well, in terms of limited, in terms of limited defense, one game that comes to mind is clock tower. First one came out on the SNES, although it was only released in Japan at the time. There is an English patch for it that I think you can download online. And, uh, clock tower is a game where you have really no means of defense. I don't know too much of the story, but I've seen the gameplay of it. So in the first game, you're a girl, you're this, you're this little girl, you're in this man, you're in this mansion. And first of all, the game is quiet. There's like no soundtrack. There's no music that comes into play until you encounter uh, what's called a scissor man. And it's this guy with a big pair of shears who just pops out of nowhere and he chases you Holy down shit. with a pair of scissors. And then the music kicks in and it's just a slow, like, it's just this long dragging, like shriek sound. And it just really makes you really anxious. And then you got to run away and hide from the thing until it gives up on looking for you. And then you go back to searching for clues uh, throughout the mansion for a, for a 2d SNES game. It's pretty creepy as hell. Like if you get, if you have no, if you have no access to it, like to play, just watch some footage on YouTube. Like it'll really get you like on edge. Another game that comes to mind is uh, Outlast. Um, in that game, you have no means of defense at all. It's very similar to Clock Tower in that um, you you don't have any weapons, you don't have any no fisticuffs, none of that. Um, you just basically have your wits and um, and you have a camera, and the camera has night vision capability and you're basically just walking around an abandoned asylum and you encounter like all these freaks all these like inmates you're just all yet and uh if you encounter anything was so much as a footstep or somebody breathing stay far as ways you possibly can so you don't get caught because if you do they're going to chase you down they're going to hunt you down unless you gain some distance and find a place to hide which by the way one of the things that i really hate in horror games or just like in anything in general it's like i hate being ch chased down by something uh that's that's <laughs> what really gets my heart racing so like <laughs> so like if i'm walking around and something spots me and it's gonna chase me down and i got no guns or blades or anything like that if that thing so much as like catches me or touches me looks at me my soul evacuates <laughs> <laughs> Like, so what you're saying yeah. is you couldn't survive Friday the 13th. Jason just looking at you and took you out. Uh, no, no, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fair forget enough. It. I just, I hate being chased. Like, that's what gets me really anxious in any game. And if I have no means of defending myself, even when I'm playing games that I have guns and I'm being chased by, chased down by something, I get, I get like freaked out. Like one thing that comes to mind, side note is Gears of War. Like the first Gears of War, there's this thing called a berserker and you can't kill it with mm -hmm. your guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and it like charges at you and it makes a screeching noise and oh like that also gets me nervous as well but yeah look that up as well when you get a chance berserker gears <laughs> of war <laughs> how about you jackie what do you think makes a good like a horror game or even a bad one um i think it's a mixture of story and fear and you know prime example is you know the resident evil series and silent hill you know silent hill has a mixture of good story as well as fear 
you know, the first one it has tank controls as well. And you have to run and try to avoid the demons, the dogs, all this stuff. Like, you know, you're basically the storyline with that is that you're basically trying to find your lost daughter and all this stuff. And also you're being chased. <laughs> you're being chased by demonic things. They're trying to find, find out what the hell's going on. Um, But then the fear of it, you know, you have the jump scares. You have the things coming at you, chasing after you, popping out of nowhere. That I, I've never experienced fear until i played silent hill like resident evil was yeah it freaked me out but nothing compares to silent hill to me so you know just like what armin said i don't like being chased either it freaks me out to the point that when i played silent hill for the first time and he's a witness to this i was on a phone with him and i was running for my dear life literally saying no 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 not in my house literally i was screaming that on the phone being chased and i survived i was like woo, no scratches no scratches but i think it's that i think it's definitely a mixture of like story and fear like if it has good elements of that i think that's what make it makes a good horror game but then you know it could also be more fear than a than story like you know five nights of freddy five nights of freddy doesn't really have a clear storyline it's just you trying to survive a night you know in this is this, this food chain where these animatronics come to life but there's fear to it you're stuck in a room hoping they don't find you so I, I just think yeah i think it's the balance of both yeah so i think it's really a balance of both of story and fear what about you yeah i think it's it's a little bit of everything you guys said but i, I would say the most more than anything is yes the story and unpredictability i uh, guess me more than anything else uh mm-hmm. and a, a, quite a few games actually come to mind when i think about some horror some not horror in a horror section i would say uh the game the suffering i don't know if you guys ever heard of it, it was on ps2 i believe oh, that's a good one yeah the suffering that game scared the shit out of me and me, me and my friends played it with the sun up <laughs> we were still just like hold on what the fuck is it like i i won i didn't really know what the game was like like what the battle system and all of that was gonna be i had no idea i just i remember seeing like the cover art for it i remember seeing hearing like a general premise for it for those who aren't familiar with the game because i don't remember if it was like a big hit or anything but basically it's like this guy he he goes to jail because he's supposedly as far as they say killed isn't killed his family like he killed like his wife and his child and that's like a really dark beginning in of itself so he goes to jail and then like something happens and pretty much is like all hell breaks loose within his jail so that to me almost sounds like most action films honestly <laughs> so i was kind of interested because i was like oh that sounds like that can be cool action like i don't know if it's like the movie rock or something where people are coming into breaking their prison like i don't know what's going on and <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what to expect from it so you go into it thinking like oh it could be like a cool action thing but it seems kind of grim so I guess it would be kind of violent that's not what the, the game becomes at all like it, it starts with that general premise and then like the lights go out and there's like monsters that is I would say are from hell just start eating everybody like <laughs> just everybody starts <laughs> dying left and right his body parts being ripped off people just everybody cops die everybody guards everyone in this prison is just being absolutely slaughtered and you have no idea how, why you don't know anything, and you just pretty much trying to survive with a weapon. And that game was crazy. Like you, you, you know, you later find out that the main character could turn into a monster. I don't remember what their explanation for that was, but that shit was insane. The, the game is pretty much in the dark for the most part. You got a shotgun and just you fighting against all of these creatures that you can't even explain. They're just looking crazy. Yeah, that one was interesting because, like, as you progress, like you're trying to like determine like what is actually happening and what's like mental. Like, like what's happening in his head right now and like which of this is actually like reality yeah that sounds frightening <laughs> that sounds right it is <laughs> you should try you should do it. you should try the suffering jackie i think you would enjoy that one no i'm baby i'm good <laughs> 
I'm surprised they haven't made like a movie out of that because it was so crazy conceptually. That should have been a movie. Although I don't find it as scary as Clock Tower. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty good. It's a good horror nonetheless. Yeah. And to, to add on to your uh your fear of being chased, uh, <laughs> uh one <laughs> game actually came to mind. It's not in a horror genre, but it had like in my opinion some horror moments. Prince of Persia, the second one, or the the Warrior Within. Oh that, yeah. Yeah, you would like the whole game. You're pretty much being chased by the, like this time time god, basically called the Dahaka. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and it was like if you stayed in any location for too long, the whole screen would pretty much go like almost colorless. It would turn like black and like beige, like sand. And then yeah. he would eventually appear. And if he got close to you, you can't fight it. You just die. <laughs> you can't do anything. You just die. And there are even yeah. several sequences throughout the game where he's just he has to chase you for like a little bit. And you just pretty much can't fuck up for like five minutes or you die. Yeah. <laughs> game was crazy. <laughs> I mean, Persia, Persia. By the way, did you know that they're that they're remaking that? Are they like rebooting it or just like remaking it entirely? I think they're rebooting Sands of Time specifically. Oh, that's interesting. I hope they do the other two as well. I liked all three. Yeah, that would be nice. But I think because because Sands of Time was the one that started all and it had such critical acclaim, I think that's the reason why they're remaking that one specifically. Oh, okay. It's funny how you know Kendall and I speak about this all the time when it comes to horror movies. Because, you know, we always feel like people get stuck of what horror is. And I feel like when it comes to video games, it, it, it really has evolved in so many ways. Like, it's not just survival horror, like, you know, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Outlast. There's also other elements of it, like, um, like Fatal Frame. You know, that's a that's a horror game where you basically take pictures, <laughs> you know, like you have to run around the house and take pictures. But it's a horror game, you know. Well, yeah, because you're trying to capture ghosts with a camera, I believe. Yeah, and there's three. There's three of those games, and that's considered a horror film. And then you have, you know, ones that are like, like I said before, like Five Nights at Freddy. You know, you're stuck in the room. You're you're doing an overnight shift in this food chain restaurant where animatronics are said to come alive. And it, it's funny that, that that was kind of like inspired by everyone's fear of like... um the Chuck E. Cheese mouse, <laughs> you know, and, and Chuck E. Cheese, like, like, what if he comes alive and kills everybody? Or like, even like Banana Splits, you know, which they did make a movie about Banana Splits with Five Nights at Freddy elements. You know, I've never played Five Nights at Freddy, but I've seen people play like on YouTube. At first, it started out as a PC game. And now you could play on, you know, the, the game systems. But that game really is frightening if you think about it, because you're staring into your screen um, and you basically have to watch the monitors to see if they're moving around and you have to hope and pray that they don't come at your door. So you're basically shutting this door, you know, closing it, opening it, closing it, opening it. And, and, and if you're not careful enough, they're going to pop up in front of your door or even in your room. I feel like it's so claustrophobic because you can't do anything. You're just there and just hoping that the daytime comes. And I feel like that's a new level of horror and new level of fear. Well, the tension aspect of that is that you're trying to avoid consuming too much power during your night shift as you're uh, opening and closing the shutters and um, using the camera and using the lights and whatnot. Because if you run out of power and because if you run out of power and you have no means of defense, then you're left vulnerable and those things can jump at you at any time. That is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely gives a new meaning to like horror. And then you have other games like Doom, you know, stuff like that. Or like um, Area 51, you know, it's, it's an alien game, but you're also being chased. You have to fight these monsters. And I feel like 
it it has expanded so much within the genre. Like you have creature feature games, you know, where you have to fight monsters, not just vampires and werewolves and zombies. There's there's so much more to that, and I feel like it's gonna keep evolving. You know, that's that's what I feel. And also, you have like video game adaptions of of horror movies, which I was kind of. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was surprised. You know, like 1983, we had the Halloween game that was based on Halloween. You know, and then we had, you know, the Friday the 13th game, which is the new gen where you could play as Jason if you want and chase after people. And I know people always pray to get Jason when they're playing online because you're either playing the victim or you're playing Jason. People get so excited playing Jason because you're chasing after everybody like, oh, here's Jason. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to buy that game. That game seemed like fun. Yeah, I love catching people trying to fill up the <laughs> trying to fill up the gas tank in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you hide in front of the bushes and you come out and you catch him trying to refill the <laughs> refill the gas tank in the car and then, and then like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah horror has definitely come a long way i remember some of the games even back like when i was probably even like 11 12 i remember uh i don't know if you guys i think i talked to army about this before but parasite eve yeah parasite eve was awesome like that was one of my Absolutely. one of my childhood friends favorite games he played the hell out of part one and part two he, he loved them to death and i loved watching them because it was like really interesting i feel like that game struck a good balance of you know having having weapons of defense while at the same time totally like being vulnerable oh no i was just saying like you're you're by yourself in a game so there's there's that element of it you have powers and you have guns but you don't exactly have like unlimited bullets or unlimited power you're you're kind of restricted in what you can do and enemies are coming from kind of everywhere so yeah i would say that that game in particular was probably the perfect marriage of resident evil and final fantasy (laughs) yeah like (laughs) but it had such an original story which made it also sort of like a real maybe like dare i say iconic title for the playstation era i would say so i mean there was just no other game like it at the time still isn't honestly yeah i'm surprised it hasn't been like rebooted and remade a hundred times over there's only two games and they were both like really really well done absolutely yeah i think square square enix owes us a remake for parasite definitely and it was it was also a movie right uh yeah i believe there was um although i personally have never seen the movie and I, I think the movie, I could be wrong, but I think the movie was based off the book. There's a book? Yeah, there's a Parasite Eve novel. Oh, wow. I never knew that. However, the novel is not related to the game from what I read. So what is the novel covering? Is it like... Well, it, it covers... So like the game borrows elements and ideas from the book, but the story is its own original thing. So like the characters that are in the Parasite Eve game are not in the book. It's uh, It's a different set of characters... But the the lore is similar. Of like what the the two sisters and all of that, or just like the the lore of the monsters. Yeah, the war of the monsters and the whole uh, mitochondria aspect. I might have to check that out. I never knew that there was a book. As big of a fan of it was the games, I never knew that. Yeah. Again, this is the man who said that he claims he loves vampire movies. I've never seen Interview with a Vampire. So what is the truth, Kendo? <laughs> <laughs> She ain't gonna let me live that down. That's no, <laughs> that documentary. <laughs> what you gotta understand is like it. Uh, there's a there's a cost with liking a lot of things. That means you don't see everything. <laughs> that that's the cost. It's resident. <laughs> so many things you end up missing a lot of things along the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's my excuse. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some stuff like horror game related that I missed along the way. 
<laughs> and I'm now just now trying to like catch up. Yeah, I never knew there was a Halloween game until Jackie just mentioned it. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we also have Alien too. Like Alien has video game based on the movie. Oh, yeah. And I, I hear, I've heard that those games are so frightening. Like they are super scary. Well, the most recent one, which was um, Isolation, Alien Isolation, that one was more horror than anything else. Everything prior to that was pretty action-y. Um, so it didn't have a really horror aspect. Uh, so it didn't really encapsulate the horror aspect of it until Alien Isolation uh, came out. And uh, that came out like like in the early stages of like the Xbox One and, and PS4. And uh, it's still worth playing to say because like, you know, in all the other in every other um, uh, I'm sorry, in this one specifically, you're avoiding one xenomorph, like one alien. Um, mm -hmm. In every other game prior to that, you're fighting off a bunch of them, which kind of threw off like the whole horror intention aspect of of the alien uh, of the alien movies. But in this one, you don't have, from what I understand, you don't have many weapons. I think the I think you only have one, which is the flamethrower, and even then, it's only used to ward off the alien that's hunting you down. And there's a lot of oh, stuff. Like it won't kill it. I don't think it kills it. I think it just like it'll just like you'll like it'll burn like you'll burn it and then it'll like run off and then dis and then once it's like burned enough, then it'll like run off and disappear. And then you progress through and then you progress through the game until you encounter it again. <laughs> oh, OK. So it's a lot like the very first alien film in general. Yeah. So it's more of a stealth horror. Like it, it's like almost stealth action -y a bit. I like that as a premise. That can work. It's funny when you mentioned that how like they, they up the ante in horror with the alien isolation. And we could talk about the new remakes now you know i remember when before the whole pandemic started and we had you know e3 sony broke the internet when they showed the trailer for the resident evil 2 remake like everybody was talking about it it broke the internet there were so many rumors that it was gonna happen but no one was sure it was gonna happen and then boom you know playstation was like here you go from people reviewing it and i believe armin also played it as well they really did pick up the horror with this game because i think with seven it was horrifying because i think with with capcom they were trying to rebrand resident evil as a horror game again because for a while it was horror but then it was more actiony so when they remade two and three they were like okay you asked for horror here you go here is the horror yeah That's resident almost, evil definitely needed that yeah it was almost like a rebirth in a sense they did the same with three from from stuff that I've seen about Resident Evil Three, it seems like they did the same thing. Yeah, the two and three were quite different. Like in terms of remakes, they were quite differentiated from their original counterparts, but they were redone in a way that I was just like it really exceeded least like many people's expectations. Like they Are brought they back like the scarcity of ammo aspects. They brought back you know the the tension of of uh, you know endless amounts of zombies like coming at you and <laughs> and they brought and they brought back like the, the idea of zombies taking many many hits <laughs> some of them don't even die permanently like even if it looks like they're dead if you return to a room later to that same room later on after shooting them down they'll come back <laughs> oh wow yeah like uh unless unless they are headshotted um they're not perma dead <laughs> yeah and armin you have yeah and you have the second one right armin like you played the second one yeah i played the second i played the the resident evil 2 re remake from start to finish and uh i just got the third one on a black friday sale so i can't wait to play that one <laughs> <laughs> 
I can tell you that in terms of a remake, it's one hell of a remake. Dope. I might have to pick that up too. I just recently got a PS4 again, so I might have to grab that. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah, zombies in general just seem like such a unique thing to play with in video games. Like there, there've been there's a lot of zombie games. Like I know one one that I really loved playing was uh was Dead Rising. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dead Rising was great. That was the one where you were a photographer. Sorry. <laughs> He said we can make an entire episode about that. <laughs> yeah, we can literally make an entire episode about zombie games. Like, no lie. Especially, like, from, like, 2000... Like, I would say from, like, 2005 to, like, maybe 2016, there was, like, just a whole just wave of zombie games, like, from from during that entire time. In 2005? Well, I believe the yeah. first, very first Dead Rising came out in 2005. Because it came out around the time, I believe, when the Xbox 360 first released. Oh, okay. I think that was the game that kind of showed off their power, wasn't it? Because there would be like 80 zombies on screen at once. Yeah, there was like, and I think it was to, I think it was to show off the amount of zombies that they could put on screen at once without slowing, without the game like slowing down or, you know, like frame rate dropping. Well, they did a great job at that because that, that shit looks insane. You could even go on YouTube now and just look up clips from Dead Rising and it looks crazy. It would be like pretty much Frank. The, the main character standing in a mall and the entire mall has like no floor, just zombies. <laughs> He's just like swinging through them. It was crazy. Well, the best part of that game is finding the Mega Man outfit and then shooting down yes. zombies with your Mega Buster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I bought that on GameCube just for that. <laughs> and yeah, and even better now, you can buy Dead Rising 1 on like the PS4 and play it in full, you know, 60 frames per second now, which is even better. That's amazing. Did you ever try Dead Rising, Jackie? No, because I'm baby. <laughs> no, actually, no. I think I did because we have a uh, Armin and I have a mutual friend who's also really big at horror, like the movies and video games. And I think she had me play it at her house, and it was pretty interesting. It was, but I've never really explored it that much. Um, because again, I'm I'm very newbie when it comes to horror games. Like the only reason why I get into it is because of Armin, because he's a huge horror fanatic. You know, I've only played like you know the Resident Evil games, but. The one zombie game that I love that Sony, the PS3 came out that they, they basically released exclusively for PlayStation 3 was, was Dead Nation. And Dead Nation was oh, a, yeah. oh my God, that was a crazy zombie game that used to frustrate me so badly. Because you had different types of zombies. You had the, the bloated ones that, that blow up acid. You had the screamers that scream and, you know, lures all the zombies out. You had, like, the ones with the, the weapons that cuts you in half. And, oh, my God, that game was, like, intense that I used to sweat so much. Like, I had to stop playing it because I was just full of sweat playing those damn games. I hated the fact that you run out of ammo so fast in that game, though. For a game that has, like, endless amounts of zombies or... Not necessarily endless, but just a, you know, large amount of zombies like coming at you at once. I feel like you run out of ammo too fast uh, in that game. And I, I wish they would kind of balance that a little bit more. I think that was one of the things that frustrated me very much about Dead Nation is that it had a bit of some balancing issues uh, in terms of difficulty. So I got As opposed to Dead Rising, where like there's a crap load of zombies, but most of the time and they're easy to they're easy to manage depending on what weapons you have i wouldn't even go as far as to call dead in fact i would say that dead rising is a stress reliever more than anything <laughs> <laughs> that is true did you ever did you guys ever play uh left for dead i really like left for dead i love left for dead i'm baby yeah, left for dead is the best she sound big. <laughs> what <laughs> so she said i'm baby <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> 
I'm baby. <laughs> Can't hide behind that with all the crazy horror movies that you watch. <laughs> Guess I can. It's not scary. It's just stressful. <laughs> yeah, that game is stressful as fuck. And I, I, what I would say I really love and hate about Left 4 Dead is that they make you work together. Like, you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't help if you're, like, grouped up with strangers that are just doing their own thing and, or, you know... People are just doing some shenanigans just to get some, you know, those achievement shenanigans. Like they're just yeah. futzing around with the uh, with certain elements of the game just to try to get an achievement or just to trying to exploit glitches. And I'm just like, dude, like well, I don't got time for that right now. Can you just help me? Like, <laughs> can you like get this charger off me, please? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was like that game just puts you in like really shitty scenarios. They'd be like, oh, we need to power up this car, so everybody kind of stay together and keep this car charged up while we fight off a horde of zombies it was like so difficult one zombie jumps on you and then you have to have a partner bite it off of you a kill shoot it off of you or you die and then you come back and try to kill your partner it was that game was frustrating <laughs> oh my god i'll never forget when i got bum rushed by a horde and there's these two kids who are like look at what i can do i can launch myself in the air with a grenade launcher <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just you know, like ah, I'm like my flesh is being worth off. I'm just like guys, guys. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing part two with, with some more friends. Me and my me and my good friend we were playing online. I think it had like online multiplayer for four people. So uh, me and my friend was sitting next to each other playing with like two strangers online, and it was some some level where we had to like fuel up a car to get out of this mall. But they they do not make it easy. Like every every second, there's a zombie coming through the door, and there's like floods and waves and waves of them. So you're trying to like fuel this car up. Meanwhile, they're just swarming you at every turn. You you can't kill them all. All you can do is kind of try to survive. But it was impossible. You'd be like, "Oh, I'm good. I got it covered. Nobody's on me." Then next thing you know, your partner's screaming, "Help! Help!" And then you turn around. You shoot the zombie off your partner. Yeah. <laughs> I usually take the role of hustling up and down the stairs, just throwing all the gas tanks over the railing, hoping that somebody's <laughs> by the car to pick them up and fill the tank so we can ever <laughs> before. You like, know, that's over. smart. You should have tried that because that shit. But we it doesn't never, help. We never beat that level. running around doing their own thing. Like there's people that are just running and gunning. And I'm like, you guys are not helping. Like there's tanks <laughs> on the floor. Grab them. <laughs> <laughs> and the game does not make it possible for you to even run and gun like you just you can't kill them all by yourself you just can't yeah <laughs> that's like probably like the person, one horror game with co-op works really well yeah i think one person should do whoever's on the ground should just keep an eye on the stairs in case like whoever is like the runner like taking like throwing down the tanks or whatnot so just keep an eye on their partner that's running up there in case somebody gets caught by like a smoker or a jockey and whatnot. We thought people came for podcasts. They came for left for dead strategy. I appreciate it. I learned tips. So after this, <laughs> we're going to upload all this to game facts later. Help me. I mean, if we're doing that, then for Resident Evil 4, when you unlock Ashley's pseudo armor, use her as bait, guys. It's easier. You could kill you could kill zombies more easier when you use Ashley as bait. They can't pick her up. They can't kill her. She's heavy as hell. Use her as bait. <laughs> Goodness. And you know in Street Fighter when you do like the uh the half circle, that's a Hadouken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also kinda wanna get into the 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 games that aren't really horror or has horror elements like um one example could be you know fuse Fuse is a multiplayer game when you're in space and you have to basically find this is people who are like doing all this non-stop shenanigans behind the scenes and you basically have to fight people 
but also you have to fight like these these robots <laughs> that literally like blow you up or throw fire at you it's not horror per se but when they're chasing after you it's kind of frightening because you're just like oh my god like you're just like i don't want to die that sounds crazy i might check that out i don't think i haven't yeah. played fuse that's an, uh, it's it plays very similar to gears of war but it's made by an insomniac games who are notorious for ratchet and clank uh the ratchet and clank series yeah uh, so it's got so it's got a very insomniac style to it uh so one thing like Insomniac is very notorious for is being very creative with their weaponry uh, in their games. Yeah, that's a good point. They do. I don't know. They made the Spider-Man games recently, and then that, those games that's are fantastic. Right, yeah. And like you saw, and yeah, and like you know that Insomniac did a very Insomniac thing where like they gave Spider-Man a whole bunch of gadgets that you can unlock <laughs> as you gain experience. Yeah, that was awesome. Like the web bombs and the little like spider drones and just oh, it's yeah. just such, <laughs> such good fun. <laughs> yeah, those games are fucking fantastic. Just a dis- just a disclaimer, just a disclaimer. There is one time when Kendall told me he stood up until three in the morning playing Spider Man. Just just want to add that there. Yeah, that happened three weeks ago. That was that was why we had to do this episode later. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I bought a PS4. I was like, oh man, I'm buying a PS4 just for Spider Man. I bought both Spider Man. I bought I bought the 2018 one and Miles. I was like, I gotta get my Spider Man. We gonna have a good night. Went home, had dinner, put on. Spider-Man didn't go to sleep until damn near 3 in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm finally getting tired. I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, shit, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's legit. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But I had a good time. I had a great time. That, that's the game it. was a lot of fun. <laughs> Word. Oh, uh, to add on to Jackie's other point about games that aren't horror but feel like horror, uh, one of my favorite games ever to play is uh, Metroid Prime. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, fantastic game like oh, i didn't i didn't get a chance to play part three but i beat part one and two when i had him on gamecube and the very even if just the very first metroid prime like the way it's set up basically for those who haven't played it if you haven't honestly it's almost worth in my opinion it's worth hunting down a wii or wii u to play like the original metroid primes that were that were on gamecube not like the ones that were on super nes but like the ones that were on gamecube they're fantastic yeah. games and the way it's just set up it's like you play a samus and they just pretty much her ship has a problem you end up landing in some foreign planet and everything there's trying to kill you like it, <laughs> that's pretty much the setup it's like it's, it's not meant to be horror in my opinion but it feels very much like horror. You don't have any outside, despite her having a super advanced suit, you don't have any outside communication. You, you're not exactly expecting anyone to come get you. Like she kind of knows as a bounty hunter, this comes with the job. So no one's coming. It's just you and the monsters. You have to find gear upgrades and all of that stuff. Every enemy can totally kill you despite how advanced your weaponry gets. You're alone. Everything is kind of unknown to you. It's, it's really interesting. The world is very, the plot is very, I would say, environmental because the main main character doesn't talk throughout the game. So it's just you scanning data and all of that stuff. It's a really, really amazing game. One thing I always appreciate about that is like the mystery aspect of it. Like, I love how they make everything, everything that you experience is so foreign and you don't know what it is until like, I love like the way the story is told. Like, it's just basically you making discoveries like on your own. Like, yeah, like everything is like kind of cryptic in a, in a sense, the environments, the enemies. Uh, it's one thing I've, it's one thing I've always appreciated about Metroid. It's like, they always seem to like, always seem to nail it in that regard yeah definitely they they do that so so well like i, I love i love all the metroids i played they're, they're they're so fun yeah like you said even for making things so foreign part two they did the same thing again but it's like an entirely new world by the way that they did it and it's it's so cool i don't know jackie have you ever played metroid before metroid prime no i've always wanted to 
Like, I've never really played that game. Because, I mean, I feel like what Metroid was what? Mostly for Nintendo, right? That's like Nintendo exclusive. Yeah, yeah, I've never... I was never really into Nintendo game. I mean, I was a child, but I was mostly geared towards Sony exclusive stuff. So I kind of missed out on the whole Metroid thing. But I would definitely love to play. And, you know, Armin claims that's one of his girlfriends. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Simon is, Simon is a badass. Whoa, whoa. I just said that she was a bad, that she was a badass. I didn't say she, I didn't call her, I didn't claim her as waifu or any of that nonsense. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, but to add on to more, like, you know, video games that aren't horror but has horror elements, we could talk about Devil May Cry games, the whole Devil May Cry series, and even Bayonetta. They're not really horror-esque in a sense. They're more action-based, but they have horror elements because you have to fight demons, you know, and werewolves and, you know, all these other mystical things. You know, Bayonetta is, you know, a witch, you know, who's hunting stuff. Dante is a half-demon, half-human who haunts demons. And, you know, there's just five games, you know, for Devil May Cry, including the remake that no one likes, no one talks about. It's garbage. Um, (laughs) And... Yeah, like those are good examples of games that are not horror, but some people do consider them horror. But some people just consider them as like you know like action game. And the and the, and the, both of those both those series like Bayonetta and um, and uh, DMC. I think the reason why those both uh, both get regarded as having a horror like look to them is because they definitely have a hint of goth aesthetic to them especially dmc mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I haven't played Devil May cry in a very long time but i definitely yeah the visual style of it was like so unique so amazing i remember when it first first came out on ps2 which feels like a century ago but <laughs> when it first came out that was it was pretty cool stylish it was so stylish so cool the all of the creatures looked very unique yeah i mean like i think it was like a Probably one of the first horror games where like you're fighting off like marionettes and shit. <laughs> I guess like one one question I really want to ask you guys, it just kind of hit me. I was thinking about it. Do you think that like horror games can be a gateway for people to kind of get into horror movies or get more interested in horror as a genre? I think they can, depending on how story driven it is. I agree. I agree. The same because for me it was opposite. You know, it's horror movies got me into horror games, but I I think can. Because there are, again, like, there's so, like Armin said, it depends on the story. And there's so many video games out there, old and new, and in different platforms. You know, video games, especially horror games, aren't even, you know, attached to platforms anymore. They're online games. They're PC games, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, and including, especially now, they're introducing VR now to it. So you get to play horror games that also have VR elements, which I don't know why anybody would do that. You're a sick bastard if you do that. Um, But yeah, I feel like that could definitely get someone into horror movies. Or even if someone who isn't even into horror movies, but like horror elements will definitely have that as a gateway for them, you know, to to experience that without having to sit through an hour long movie, (laughs) you know, playing the game. Um... But yeah, I would say it's definitely a good gateway. I I also find it, I think it's also interesting because I feel like horror games today compared to like the 80s and 90s definitely feel more like have more of like a Hollywood production value now compared to like, you know, the 8-bit, 16-bit era. Uh, So it's interesting because I feel like the modern horror games that are coming out today are, you know, 
coming coming closer and closer to a resemblance of a Hollywood horror film. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah yeah really good point. I feel like uh, in a lot of ways the way the even a horror horror has changed in movies to be more of a thriller like they more so fit the tone of the genres in a lot of ways of thriller psychological horror or drama video games are kind of fitting into that same space so it's not it's not always just a blood and guts kind of thing it's more of a wit and intelligence and almost like maturity to how horror is displayed in different mediums and i kind of like that it's, it's not snobbish but it's kind of smart and i like that i think a good example for that would be the evil dead games you know, um, not the Evil Dead, um, the Evil Within games, you know, the one and second one. Um, those felt like a theatrical movie, you know, like, like it's horrifying as well. So, you know, I played the first one. Well, I can't get past the first one because I'm a baby. Um, but I heard the second one is, is really scary. And there's also like, a, I think, uh, a comic book that they also did that ties in the first and the second one to expand this whole even within story and that's also like yeah it's like hollywood you know if like it is expanding in that sense you know and you have resident evil 7 it's also like a movie especially with the, the really good graphics um yep. and they're definitely seeing that and they're taking that into consideration and another funny theatrical thing i could talk about too is, is stay alive that movie that was based on a video game where if you play the game you die in real life and that <laughs> it was funny it was such a, it was such a bad b-rated movie but it was also interesting because in a sense, like when you're playing video games and you're so into especially horror games, you do feel like when the character dies, you die. You know, and an example would be Silent Hill, the first one. When you're being chased or you're dying, the controller vibrates and you feel the vibration of his heartbeat as he's like bleeding out. You feel it. So that is terrifying. <laughs> You know, like you're feeling his heartbeat in your hands and you're just like, I'm so sorry, I'm killing you, you know. So, yeah, I definitely think they are doing that with the theatrical approach, especially now with video games. What, any last thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Um. Oh, I got one. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with Silent Hill because we had that PT, the playable trailer that scared the hell out of everybody because it was with Kojima. Oh, yeah. Gormilda <laughs> Toro. They, no, they had four people on that game. No, they were, were going to have four. But they had three people. They had Kojima, Guillermo Toro, and they were also going to add in Junji Ito into it. And it never got made. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to have Junji Ito, which is the master of all horror in Japan. And I know they're saying they're trying to get it to do another remake of Silent Hill. I'm just hoping that Konami, like, lets go of the license <laughs> and just let it free. Because if they were to make that game again... With those three people, Kojima, Gurumoto Toro, and Junji Ito, that would be the most frightening game ever that it probably will surpass Resident Evil in terms of fear. So I'm really hoping they do it right and not some like blotched remake that Konami makes just to get money. So that's, that's the one thing I will end it with. I'm going to reiterate, Square Enix really needs to remake Parasite Eve. <laughs> I really <laughs> want that to happen. Also, Capcom, I hope that they remake of Resident Evil Code Veronica, and I hope they bring back Dino Crisis. Oh, Dino Crisis. I remember that. Yeah, those remake, both of those three remakes need to happen. Yeah, I guess my final thoughts as well is both of you, both of the thoughts of you guys combined. <laughs> I would love to see Pres Parasite Eve come back because I want to play it again. That was a really fun game. Uh, and that uh, the story, the game that the Silent Hill game that 
Jackie mentioned PT that I didn't even know about until doing research for this episode. I want to play it. I know they took it out of like the PlayStation Store pretty much and all that, despite how popular it was. I would love to play it. Everything I saw about it looks fantastic. And I think we need more games like that. That game was essentially what point and click games used to be kind of just on computer, but on a console with a really very plot and story driven. So I, I think we need more games like that. Not just in horror, but I think we need more games like that in gaming in general. So I hope we get more mm-hmm. of that. I hope people just keeps evolving and we keep getting more of the Silent Hills and Parasite Eves and Resident Evil. And yeah, I hope it just keeps expanding and it just keeps going further and we keep getting more of it. Yeah, I agree. And I'll try I'll, I'll try to get more to horror game. I mean, horror games. Just I'm baby. You know, I'm baby. <laughs> okay, baby. We, we're getting out of here. <laughs> Till next time. Uh, Armin, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Great. We'll definitely bring you back to talk about some more Castlevania stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Till next time.